The birth of John the Baptist, Luke chapter 1. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. And her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they would have called him Zechariah after his father. But his mother answered, No, he shall be called John. And they said to her, None of your relatives is called by this name. And they made signs to his father, inquiring what he wanted him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And they all wondered. And immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed, and he spoke, blessing God. And fear came on all their neighbors, and all these things were talked about through all the hill country of Judea. And all who heard him, heard them, laid them up in their hearts, saying, What then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with him. And John's father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us, in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And in, and you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins. Because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. This is our reading for tonight. My goal for the text today, or preaching this text, is that we get a larger picture of the Christmas story. As you may know from Sunday school or just your reading of the Bible, Jesus was preceded by his cousin, John, John the baptizer or John the Baptist. Um, And John himself had this spiritual, or was the result of this spiritual pregnancy, much like Jesus, but of course not in the same way. In preaching this text, my goal is to make sure that Zechariah, John's father, who was a high priest in Jerusalem at the time of Jesus, that his benedictus, or the good word, is not forgotten. Ironically, this poem, this song, 
this chant, it's overshadowed, of course, by Mary's Magnificat, which we prayed, sang, and celebrated last week. Of course it is overshadowed by Mary's Magnificat. In many ways, this is simply the way things ought to go. John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, by his very nature, is to be overshadowed by Jesus Christ. After all, he is the day spring from on high that he sing, that Zechariah sings of. So Elizabeth and Zechariah were promised a son in their old age. And this child would be called prophet of the Most High, and he would go before Jesus Christ to prepare the way for Jesus to follow. In many ways, John the Baptist was the first Christian catechism teacher. And he is also the final Old Testament prophet before the New Testament, or what Luke calls the New Covenant, when Jesus says, on the night, or sorry, when, you know, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, and he said, take and eat, this bread is... And so, John is sent forth by God to prepare those who would follow Jesus Christ by preaching God's word. And specifically, God's word of repentance and baptism and the forgiveness of sins that comes after baptism. John taught and prepared people to receive Jesus by teaching them. Everything John the Baptist did or said was to take the faithful, so these crowds of the faithful, who held dear and believed in God's mighty actions. And so they knew and were familiar with circumcision, this covenant, this mark of the covenant of circumcision. They knew of the Passover and how they needed to do that every year. To remember the exodus from Egypt when God righteously took his people out of slavery and delivered them. They remembered and held dear the deliverance from the exiles or from the exile under King Nebuchadnezzar. And how a suffering servant would take on their sin and die. He would take those faithful people, and he did take those faithful people, and he gave them, he gave them to God himself. When he remembered and when he visited his people, when God himself visited And remembered his people. And specifically in this Benedictus. We see Jesus as the sun which rises from on high. If you've ever gotten a card. And you flipped it over and it said day spring. Right. It's a greeting card company. Christian greeting card company. That's what it's referencing. The day spring from on high. Jesus Christ. 
John proclaimed that the light of the world had come in Jesus Christ. And he is for you, for you are his faithful ones. Now, I'm called by you, to you, through the Holy Spirit, to do a job a lot like John. But instead of pointing to Christ as he comes for the first time, right? So John was giving the ultimate Advent preaching when he was preparing people to come for Jesus' first Advent. I'm here to prepare you and myself for Jesus to come to us in his words and for Jesus to come to us in reconciliation and forgiveness, for Jesus to come to us in his supper. Or if you're a new Christian, to prepare you to receive Christ Jesus in his baptism, your baptism. And so this poem today that we read from Luke called the Benedictus, it's Zechariah's prophecy, so John's dad prophesying of God visiting and redeeming his people. He says that he has, God has visited us in his son, Jesus Christ, and that he has redeemed us by the blood of his son's sacrifice on the cross. And so when the first Christians heard this song for the first time, as they listened to Luke's gospel for the first time, as they went through Pastor Luke's catechism school to become Christians and heard his gospel, they would hear to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. And a faithful Jew who is taking this course to become a Christian with Luke to remember the mercy promised to our fathers and to, that God had remembered his holy covenant would mean never forgetting God's promise to Abraham. Think of that promise, the promise of blessing, the promise of a promised land flowing with milk and honey, the promise of children as numerous as stars in the sky through a promised son. But this word covenant, covenant is only used one other time in Luke. So it's used here in the Benedictus at the beginning to reference the covenant of old, the old covenant, the Old Testament. The other time that Luke uses this word covenant is when the Lord Christ says, take and drink, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. And so hold those two verses in parallel. Compare them, contrast them. From the Benedictus, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant and Jesus's line, take and drink, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this in remembrance of me. Remember the covenant. Bloody circumcision, 
The blood of the lamb over the doorpost in Passover, bloody death of bulls and goats as their sacrifice, all of that funneled into and has been fulfilled through the promised, bloody, suffering servant of Isaiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, who bore the stripes for our sins and by his blood takes those sins away. You are released from the bondage of sin. You are released from fear of death. You are released from the bondage of anger and fear by faith, by this blood poured out over you, Christ's blood on the cross. And so how can you prepare? How can you receive light as one sitting in darkness or the shadow of death, as the Benedictus puts it? How can your feet be guided in the way of peace, the way of the Lord? Thanks be to God, the old-fashioned way, the same old way that John preached before Christ. Repentance, turning away from our old ways, away from our sin, turning back to the way of the Lord through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, trusting in the promise of the forgiveness of sins, to be washed in the blood of the Lamb. And so life, peace, forgiveness, all are hidden in the humility of this suffering servant, Jesus Christ, that Isaiah spoke of and whose ministry John prepared for. This, the humility of this suffering servant, Jesus Christ, in which he gives us his very self in bread and wine. John's ministry, his dad's song that we heard and that we will pray together soon, it catechizes us, it teaches us, it prepares us all. It leads us all. It leads us out of darkness onto the very way of peace itself, the way of the Lord, Jesus Christ. And so for St. Luke, an early pastor in the Christian church, this song of Zechariah was used to give non-Jews like you or I a crash course in Jewish Old Testament history. But was his goal just to teach us information? To teach us stuff? Give us more stuff to think about? No way. That's not what Luke wanted to do. Luke graciously gives us this song in his scripture. He gives us the Benedictus. He gives us the good word. To prepare you like it has prepared all Christians since the first century. To prepare you through the cleansing of baptism, the cleansing of confession and absolution. To prepare you to join Jesus 
in his life, in his death, in his resurrection. That's what the song is for. And so each Sunday, as you prepare to remember and to receive the new covenant in Christ's blood, which is poured out for the forgiveness of all your sins and his mercy, prepare the way of the Lord. This, dear brothers and sisters, in the end, helps me to do my job to point you, to point you to, to prepare you for Jesus Christ, whether he comes at this altar from this pulpit in this font or this ceiling rips off and he returns for his final judgment. Peace be with you and blessed Advent. Amen.